From Bristol, UK, I'm Pommy Harmer. And I'm Melissa Shamam, and this is The Quarantini. We're bringing you this podcast every week to keep your spirits up and until lockdown in the UK has ended. Which is not exactly now, so as with every week, we'll bring you a mix of ingenious responses to the virus. Creative ideas for the future. And maybe a dash of the unexpected. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Quarantini podcast. Six episodes already, Pommy. Wow. We've been delivering this cocktail of positive responsive to the current crisis for more than a month and a half now. Yeah, so we thought we should celebrate this with a glass of champagne. Yeah, it's in a order. Champagne Quarantini. <laughs> it's absolutely in order. Obviously, we hope it's been useful so far. And we can say that a lot has changed already, hasn't it? How has it been for you, Bummy? Well, we're, we're, we're now alert, aren't we? Aren't we very much alert now, aren't we? Especially now that we've been drinking that champagne. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what's changed, really. I suppose I've been walking more because we're allowed further out, aren't we? So I've walked uh, uh, a few miles. I've been up in the Cotswolds. I've been round by the Severn. And we've had fantastic weather. And I'm still obviously producing for Ujima Radio and doing some online training this week. Excitingly, I did something called infographics training, making beautiful charts and diagrams to tell stories. It's a wonderful combination. I, I love it, right? A bit of uh, nature, a bit of radio and a bit of tech. Yeah, perfect life, really. Well, congratulations for that. Um, as you know, I, I've been a journalist for years, but that's my first year teaching journalism. So it's been quite of a challenge. We had a tons of Zoom meetings. But finally, we are at this stage where most of the students have submitted. So I'm really proud of them. A few will have to recede, I guess, but most of them, they've completed their assessment or they're completing them now. I've already marked a lot of essays myself. So I've been sleepwalking, reading essays from 10 a.m. to very too late at night and then, you know, dreaming about the essays and waking up in the middle of the night. But I think we're all quite happy. I think it's one of the jobs that gives a meaning, right? We're really trying to get there to, especially for the ones who are like on their third year. They won't have a yes. normal celebration, won't they? They won't have as much champagne as you and I. No. So <laughs> we need to compensate and, and send our congratulations as much as we can. Well, congratulations to them and to you, Melissa, for doing all that marking. Oh, thank you. So what have we got coming up in the show today? As part of the usual, we're going to have an interview. And this week, I've talked to Sam Sayer. You'll see she's a fellow podcaster. And she's the one who's produced Our Street is Locked Down. Oh, yes. So we're going to see what she's learned from that. So that's about a street in Bristol, isn't it? Yes, she's been interviewing her neighbours that she knows quite well. So it's a very interesting piece of investigation and proper local history now. And as usual, the mixer part of the show will include a roundup of exciting responses to coronavirus. And for the dash of something exciting, we've got some music for you. You'll see it's a bit unusual. We're going to start with this.
For me, I've decided that I've come with a series of things this week because I've noticed the incredible number of parody songs about the coronavirus crisis. Um, and some of them are hilariously funny. So I just wanted to share a couple of clips with you, if that's okay. That's great. I think there've been a, there's been a lot of creative changing of lyrics, hasn't there? Definitely. A lot of uh, wording magic in there. The first one comes from Nashville, Tennessee, as you may know, and it's called Staying Inside, which is um, instead of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, and it's no pun there. <laughs> They just want us to stay home and wash our hands, uh, hoping everybody's safe. And the, the vocals uh, and the keyboard are by Brent McCullough, and the guitar is by Alex Kilroy and Adrian Laird at the bass. The second one is Hello from the Inside. It's obviously an Adele parody and it's by Chris Mann, an American singer. It's uh, written and recorded by himself on GarageBand and uh, shot with his iPhone. You can see it on YouTube as well. It's quite funny. So that was a parody on Adele's song Hello and it was by Chris Mann. The next one is a set of New Zealand mums who've made a fantastic parody on Mamma Mia.
last but not least, my favorite one is Quarantine is Not Quite Over. And it's a parody of the song Billie Jean. Um, and it's absolutely hilarious. So I absolutely recommend you go on YouTube to watch this family singing and dancing in their home with their like night robe and socks they're called the Holderness family and so it's quarantine is not quite over a Billie Jean parody it's quite easy to find enjoy for 40 days and for 40 nights we've been in this room and we can't stand the same meal plan chicken again on the edge on the verge breaking down yeah we've given up most nights and just microwave these bagel bites bagel bites we used to be better parents oh two months ago they show us homework and we would help we would try hard now we give up and go watch die hard they're too young everybody tells me be careful what you do don't go around breaking all the rules and i know that it's important and we gotta stay at home but i'm feeling so alone i'm like a dog without a bone is not quite over when can i go back out and see everyone will it be 2021 you can see all of these ones that we've brought to you on youtube okay it's now time for our weekly roundup but before that how can listeners get hold of us melissa you should definitely email us. Our address is thequarantinipodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, The Quarantini Podcast, obviously. All right. So we want to hear from you. And you can contribute to our roundup, which is next. So let's think about what we've got in Bristol. So local history has become a thing during this lockdown period with meetups and websites now hugely popular and the website in Bristol Know Your Place has had record hits. It's a site where you can overlay modern photos over oldie woldy ones so uh, you know you can go to any part of Bristol and see what it used to look like against what it looks like now. So that's one thing and then the Facebook site Bristol Then and Now has had 50,000 subscribers this week which is a large amount for one city and uh, if, it, if history is your thing, look out for the new series shot in Bristol called A House Through Time. It starts on BBC Two on May the 26th and it follows residents living in one house in Guinea Street in Redcliffe through three centuries. And although I'm, I, I was terrible at history at school, I couldn't understand it. I really think I will watch that. Sounds great. I'm really, really look, looking forward to this programme. I, I loved history. That was my favourite topic at school. So we're very complimentary there. Yes, yes, yes. You know all the history and I know nothing. Well, I think it's a bit exaggerated to put it like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm definitely interested. And you, you're learning differently, I guess, right? You're interested through that show. And uh, I'm really looking forward to, to this. It's by David Olusiga, who's a famous 
historian and columnist who moved to Bristol a few years ago from London. So it's quite a honour to have him with with us here in Bristol. Yeah. Okay, what have you got? Another good news from Bristol is that, you know, finally the mayor and the the city council have announced some plans to pedestrianise the historic centre. Um, during the lockdown, actually quite recently, just a couple of days ago. So the mayor has finally seen, you know, this time as a good time to change travel habits and revitalize the city. You can read uh, an article in length about this in The Guardian, but basically there's a scheme to turn part of the historic center into that pedestrian zone that is around, you know, basically St. Nicholas Market. And some of the streets are already um, pedestrian, but there will be more. And so the whole of the area might be free from traffic in a couple of months. It's exciting, isn't it, for, for it's us really exciting. walkers and cyclists? It's really exciting. It's something that Bristol, a lot of people in Bristol have wanted for a long time. But I think the car drivers are quite powerful in their persuasion to keep the city open for drivers. Meanwhile, in the rest of the country, we also have a lot of good news that concerns us all British residents. One is like, you can adopt a grandparent now. To help fight against loneliness during the coronavirus crisis, obviously, there is a a virtual volunteer programme meant to help lonely seniors, uh, many of whom must obviously remain physically distant and uh, have absolutely no visits. So the Adopt a Grandparent campaign was created by CHD Living. It's a nursing home company with 13 different locations in and around London. And they said, we launched our Adopt a Grandparent campaign to bring a sense of comfort to young people and the elderly who may not have um, their own grandchildren or the children who might have no grandparent of their own. So then the aim is to create long-lasting intergenerational friendships. And I think there's been a lot of issue discussed around that and all studies shows that it has a wonderfully positive effect so if you want to join, go on their website. It's chdliving.co.uk slash adoptgrandparent. That's a great idea, isn't it? What a wonderful thing to do. I'll do that, definitely. I'm not a child, but, you know, I'm a child in my heart. Yeah, you are. So, Melissa, do you like theatre? Are you missing it? I love theatre and I've been... I, I never thought I would do that, but I've been glued to YouTube to wait for the National Theatre to share the latest. Well, you're in luck now because 50 free monologues have just gone up on YouTube with actors including the likes of Ian McKellen, Derek Jacobi, Francis Barber, Elaine Page, Leslie Manville and Sanjeev Bhaskar all taking part. And they're doing it as a fundraiser for the Equity Benevolent Fund. So search for it on YouTube, find them and watch them. And if you feel like donating, then do that as well. Uh, They're all between two and five minutes and... They, the ones I've seen have been fantastic. Wow, I'm really looking forward to that as well. Thank you, Pommy. And finally, for the UK, one good mention is that the Scottish Parliament has voted this week to block companies based in tax havens from re- receiving any of the millions of pounds of coronavirus relief funding. It's an emergency legislation, but I think it's absolutely the way forward. So the Scottish MPs have approved that measure on Wednesday last week. At nine, uh, thanks to the help of the Scottish Greens, and it now prohibits firms or individuals who are not paying any taxes or unregistered in tax havens of getting any of the public money uh, from the support grants around this crisis. And I think you know it's inevitable. That makes so much sense. 
All right, so we've uh, we've done Bristol, we've done the UK. What have we got from around the world? I wanted to mention that in the United States of America, since April, you have a group of fourteen nurses and seven doctors from the from one institution who are helping the people in the Navajo reservation. Okay, their residents are facing a high level of infections with the coronavirus uh, crisis with the disease. So this group has been coordinated by the existing UC. SF Health Initiatives, and they work with impoverished and vulnerable communities uh, in different places. But this measure is to help the Navarro, and their statement has been, we seek to embody solidarity and to contribute to the movement for global health equity, uh, led by the communities themselves. Okay, that's a good idea, isn't it? Now, we've covered drones before, but this time it's a company in Ireland diverting its deliveries of takeaways to students and instead delivering emergency supplies to isolated older people. So they're picking things up from pharmacies and taking them to specific addresses, dropping them in the front gardens. What about that? Oh, that's really lovely. I'm sure it's really helpful. Finally, Pommy, do you like love stories? Always love a good love story. So the BBC has reported about one lovely couple. I don't know if anyone has seen that, but I thought it was worth a mention. They just met from across their balconies while they stayed at home. They didn't go out during this lockdown. And they were just like, you know, glancing at each other, sending a little waves. And then they're starting, you know, meeting regularly from each one's balcony. And you know what, Pommy, if you think of Romeo and Juliet, well... Yeah. This story actually happened in Verona, in Italy, the very city no. where the famous love story was written about by Shakespeare. So that's quite oh. lovely. They're called Paola Agnelli and Michele Dalpaus. And yeah, just after noticing each other, they started looking at each other every day on social media. And that's how they've been starting to messaging each other. Isn't it lovely? So they haven't actually met yet they're just waiting now to get their real first date in person but they've been chatting getting enamored you know sometimes it's the best part of dating you know before when everyone is so into you so polite and they give so much and you idealize them a little been there we've all been there oh well that's a lovely story and now it's time for our interview and now this is your week melissa so who did you talk to I've been willing to talk to Sam Sayer. We mentioned her a couple of weeks ago. She's a podcast producer. She works with charities as well. She's the founder of Bridges for Communities and the project managers of B.Friend, which is training volunteers to befriend people who are isolated, but also asylum seekers and refugees. And uh, she's always been dreaming of doing radio. So when the lockdown happened, she started that podcast our street is locked down about five of the household of her street in a location in bristol that could be some sort of different street at the same time there's you know she's kind of been trying to different sort of family some of them having children some of them not and so we follow for seven episodes matt anya steve bernie john iris flat and magda and herself and it's a very well produced um podcast where we can you know everyone has contributed with a great sort of recording themselves and we've been discussing with Sam um, how much you think they all have learned from this the lockdown persists in week seven changes are coming but with an announcement from Boris imminent our neighbors can only guess 
at what lies ahead. In the meantime, Fletch and his household, including the dog, are having haircuts. Fletcher's new do isn't quite what he was expecting. John and wife Bernie have been up to Bristol Airport to get tested for COVID-19. John takes us through the process and gives us the result. Sam's created an outdoor working out space for exercise, but her indoor working space is a little bit too close to the fridge. Iris, our student, has been writing a huge essay for university. She's now anticipating an online exam for the end of her second year. Matt has been planning his son's 10th birthday and feels sad that it's minus his mates. The last and eighth episode is going to be out this week as well. And then from there, she's going to move on to another series. But it's really, really worth going back to the the entire series from scratch because we're still in lockdown, obviously. And we, you grow with them and you see what they're going through. And she's not stopped her her thoughts about what's difficult as well. They've been trying to address the hard moments as much as the upbeat moments. So it's um, it's a really good accomplishment. Here is Sam. Well, I'd been looking for ages at starting my own podcast. And when lockdown happened, kind of the idea sort of fell into my lap in a way. I was just, I think I'd gone for a run. And um, often ideas happen when I'm running. Yeah, I thought, why don't I try that? And why don't I ask the neighbours? Because we're quite a friendly street. So um, that's kind of how it emerged, really. So you already knew them quite well. So you could imagine a few stories and all the challenges that each family would have that would be different. Yeah, yeah. Our street has families from all over the place. So we have an Albanian family, we have a family from Bangladesh, we have a Pakistani family, and then your regular Bristolian. And so it's quite an interesting mix of people. And there's also two families who have adopted children. So we knew from the outset we needed to be quite careful about that. So at no point is the street name revealed. And the children's names are either somebody's made up a name rather than, you know, they've swapped the names around. But people do talk about the number of the house that they come from. But we had to be sensitive to that. But I knew that my neighbours would probably go for it because they're quite a quirky bunch. Uh, There's some musicians, there's a filmmaker, there's a teacher. There's kind of a really nice mix of people. The challenge with this lockdown thing is that we all want to help and support and it's great to get organized but talking about the things that are not going perfectly is also a part of what is helping so did you know what you wanted to get or did you go by it was sort of suck it and see and so I didn't have much of an agenda what I wanted was I wanted to see if we could see the distance traveled over time but I just wanted to see, you know, kind of how were people coping, you know? And I do think there was, by about sort of week two or three, something kicked in for people. There was kind of this, well, now we know a bit of what lockdown looks like and how it's affecting us. And, you know, kind of almost like there was an adrenaline that kicked in. And then by about week four or five, I think week five was awful. And people kind of went, oh, this isn't going away anytime soon. And I think that was really sobering 
And so I noticed that there was um, one of the guys who, who contributes. He's quite a tigger as a character, you know, he's quite buoyant and positive and he's a creative, he's a filmmaker. And I noticed with him that he, you know, he hit a really bad week. And I was so pleased that he said that, you know, actually I've had enough, you know, and because I kind of, I, I think it's that relatability that we need from each other when things are difficult. We need to know that we're not freaks experiencing pain on our own. We need to know that it's part of the human spirit and that if we can share that with each other, it, it's not being negative. It's kind of like just saying, yeah, this hurts. This is bad. But actually we've got each other and, you know, we're not going anywhere. So that's kind of my thing. I think my my passion for it was let's see what we can bring out. Let's see. Let, let's bring out some really authentic emotion here for people to grab onto. You've been able to record seven episodes. Yes. And it's interesting because we're talking about lockdown, but when, when we listen back or when we listen to the sevens, when quite a lot has happened, like when we listen yeah. to the students, like she had these challenges, will, will she be able to finish the year? So how do you, you look back? Do you feel like you've all grown together or uh, you've just had to go through some sort of challenge and, and you're a little bit changed? I think so, but I think we probably won't realise how changed we are or in what ways we've changed until a bit further down the road. I know people have said that, you know, that, that we, then what the new normal is and, you know, what's it going to look like and we'll be different and we'll be changed. And I'm like, well, maybe we will. I hope we will. I hope the good things we can hang on to. I can't immediately identify how I will be changed. I think I kind of feel like maybe because people have called out the horribleness and difficulties, that makes me feel a bit better about when I'm going through difficult things because I feel like there are people who I could go and say, actually, I'm having a really bad day. But I think the jury's out a little bit. I think we need to wait and see how we're going to be. It would be a good piece of kind of local history information, really. Absolutely. That's how I felt with some episodes. It's kind of like quite unique and he, and he tells a lot about this sense of community as well it's, it's quite important for Bristol so yeah thank you so much for doing this podcast no well thank you thanks for giving me the time to chat so that was Sam Sayer podcast producer talking to Melissa about her podcast called Our Street is Locked Down so it's nearly time to finish now but before we go yes before we go we have something very special for you. Everyone has been talking about how much more we're all hearing the birds at the moment. So we thought, why not bring you all the dawn chorus? It happens at four o'clock in the morning, so not many of us are awake then listening to it. So here it is in its full glory. it for the quarantini this week we'll be back next week with a new cocktail of ideas and positive news for you all in the meantime we'd really love to hear from you so don't hesitate and get hold of us by emailing us at the quarantini podcast at gmail.com 
We're also on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. This podcast was hosted by me, Melissa Shimam. And was hosted and produced by me, Pommy Harmer. Thanks for listening. And stay safe. <laughs>